to Buzzard View Manor. We don't get very many guests here, and when we do, we would like you to get comfortable and to stay a while. This evening, we're going to be talking about a film. It's a horror film, a Thanksgiving horror film. I mean, we are coming upon the holidays, and not very many people do well as we enter to Thanksgiving and to Christmas. There's a lot of people who deal with loss, or they don't have family, or they simply miss their loved ones who have passed. I personally have lost someone close to me who was my father, and it was something that happened very quickly, but it was very gracefully how he left this world. I'm holding up well. My father raised a super strong woman and death to me is, I have a different understanding and a different perception of death than most people. So it's not something that's tragic for me. It's something that I understand that it's going to happen eventually to all of us. So for me, I'm just happy to know that he is in a better place and he's no longer suffering. So when I say that I understand your struggles during the holidays, I promise you, I truly do. I mean, this is truly fresh for me and my family, but what are we to do? We just hold on to the good times and we push forward. So now saying that, I would like to welcome my very special co-host, Lord Demise. Well, greetings, Lady Winters. It is good to hear from you. And in this time of difficulty, I'm glad that you're managing through it and finding important and thought-provoking things to help you through it. And I wanted to mention, I did last night go see a Broadway production of Cats. You know, and people could probably be looking at my social media outlets thinking, didn't she just lose her father? What is she doing at a performing theater? Well, it's kind of funny because I first saw cats with my parents. My dad one was, you know, dead on wanting to take me to see cats. So I probably saw cats with him. I don't know. It was probably like maybe in seventh grade. And so out of the whole week of this November, um, we're putting my father to rest on Friday and cats happened to be performing the same week of the funeral. So I said, what a fantastic way to remember and to celebrate and to pass on this tradition of theater to my daughter. That's a wonderful thing that you can do for especially your daughter, but for your father as well. I know I lost my father 15 years ago, strangely, in the same week. Uh, He died a few days before Halloween, which kind of put a damper on the holiday because that's one of my favorite holidays. But I always think think of him because Dia de los Muertos was the day he was buried. And to me, hey, that's the best way to honor my father is to know that the whole world, or at least the whole community of our, of our culture is celebrating this important day. And that is a beautiful celebration. And I love your perception and perspective of that. Oh, thank you very much, Lady Winters. I am glad that you and I are in the same uh, underworld in a mindset. Yes. And there's no other way that I would have it. I love the underworld. I love the underground and I'm right at home. Indeed. Your home is my home. That's, that's what I love about you, my friend. So if you have no plans this Thanksgiving and maybe you're at odds with your family or you just simply don't celebrate Thanksgiving, may I suggest this film called Christy. It is what I call a Thanksgiving horror film. It's sometimes me and Lord Demise, we like to pick out films that, 
kind of are opposite of what everyone's celebrating, right? Like there's yes. a whole bunch of different films to view during the holiday seasons, but we never stop loving horror. So that's something that is in our DNA. That is something that is in our soul. And that is something of celebration that we can't stop celebrating. So right. we are going to venture off into the film of Christy. There might be some spoilers, but for those who want to know how to view it, I believe you can also view it for free on Tubi. So this particular film is kind of a underrated film. Like it doesn't get enough attention, but it was, it came out in 2014. And I do believe that you said that it first found its home on Lifetime and then it found a place on Netflix. Absolutely. Strangely enough, this film was um, made and released in 2014. It's directed by Oliver Blackburn and it stars Haley Burnett and Ashley Green. Now, what I found unique about the film was that it was filmed in New Orleans and takes place mostly on the university campus of Tulane University, which really adds greatly to the plot of the story. Now, as you were saying, the story involves a young woman. She's a college student, and she's alone in her dorm over the Thanksgiving holiday. And I don't know about you, but not being with your family on a holiday would be really difficult. I mean, what did it say to you, uh, Lady Winters, when you watched it? Well, there's a lot of people who do celebrate the holidays without their family, you know, and that's why we're here with Buzzerview Manor supporting those who are going through that or that is their lifestyle or they, they simply don't believe in celebrating the holidays. And that's why we're here for them. And that's why we have this podcast for our people on the island of misfit toys. Well, this particular film here, it has this eerie feel to it. But before I jump into the film, I just want our viewers to also appreciate the writers, the screenwriters of these films. It's not also just the director. And so forgive me if I'm saying his name wrong, but his name is Anthony Joswinski. Joswinski? Joswinski is what I believe it is. Yes. Okay. He also, he did a couple of other films and there's this one particular that he also wrote that I happen to like. It's what The Shallows that Blake Lively was in. I believe that film came out in 2016. He's been in a whole, he's written a whole bunch of different other screenplays. And there's this other one, this horror mystery film that he wrote called Mary as well. So this is a guy who is a horror writer. Okay. And so I think this is why this film is so special because we have someone who actually loves the genre writing. Absolutely. A lot of times screenwriters just write and they may dwell into horror because they think it's a simple format, but that's where they're mistaken. You have to love horror. You have to appreciate horror. You don't just write down and say, oh, it's a dark and stormy night. No, it, you have to create the the idea of what's going on. And in a movie like Christie, you know, Girl Alone, Dormitory. Okay, that sounds simple. But what he does with the story makes it even better because you're t you're taking a simple premise, stretching it out over 90 minutes, and you're throwing in tension, you're throwing in fear, you're throwing in that uncertainty, especially with the villains of this film. Because I'll tell you what, those are some pretty scary villains. Yes. And so going back to the question that you asked me, this film visits how there are people at universities who don't have the luxury of other students that have college paid for, or that, you know, some of them are on academic scholarships 
and their families can't afford to get them back home to visit. So some students do stay at the college campuses. With that being said, it also kind of, we kind of visit how the purity, uh, there's, there are people who are in college, not everyone's there to party. There's some students that do have a purity to them that they're still very, they walk a very um, pure life. They're very innocent still, even though they're young adults. And how being that way, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Absolutely not. But how it is easy to, for others to, to prey on you or just by simply having the wrong name. If people have evil intent, how they can use that to their advantage to try to stalk you, especially if there's an agenda of a cult involved. Absolutely. Now, in this story, this cult, which we don't know much about, they're fascinated and fixated on this idea of Christy, who they view as the embodiment of a Christ woman or a, a woman that Christ or God would look favorably upon. So to them, a Christy is a single woman, a very beautiful woman, an innocent woman. And in that respect, they wanted to target her as, a, as an attack maybe on religion or just on the idea of traditional female, you know, norms. I mean, this was a very evil cult. I mean, they, that you're shown in the first few minutes of this movie, a brutal murder that takes place. And it's not even, I mean, it's ritualistic. They basically murder her and just leave her in the fields. And while this is occurring, you get to see Christy, or not, oh no, my, my, my apologies, Justine, the girl, young lady named Justine. And you see her routine, just like you described. She's work-study. She's probably on scholarship. You know, she has the opportunity to go out and do things. But you know what? I'm focusing on my studying. You know, she she talks to her professors. But what I loved about her character, she talks to the security guards. She talks to the people who work there. Justine is probably somebody who grew up with a mother or parents who were workers, like blue-collar workers. And they instilled upon her an understanding that you get to know everyone not just the professors at that university. You better know the maids. You better know the security guards. You better know the janitor because those are the people who will help you. And that's the kind of person she is. She would do anything for these people because they were her friends. Right. And as we see in reality, our world of reality and of society, you better believe it's the worker bees that count in life because oh. it's the worker bees that hold the foundation of a society. And just a side note, anytime I go somewhere and there's a waitress or someone bringing me food, I thank them for showing up and I let them know that I appreciate them. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, that's, that's what's great about you, my friend, is that you appreciate the people around you, no matter how important or how unimportant they may seem, everybody matters to you and giving them, letting them know, Hey, you know what? I appreciate what you're doing for me, especially over the past two years, what we've been having to deal with. Even just having someone say thank you, and I appreciate you being here, would fill my heart with a lot of joy because, hey, at least you appreciate me and you're thanking me. Well, kindness goes a long ways, and Justine's a very kind person. And at the same time, it's these people who prey on the innocent. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about this film? Okay. Well, during the course of the film, uh, Justine is offered the opportunity not once, but twice. Well, actually... She is given the opportunity to travel for the holiday with her roommate, but she decides that she's going to focus on studying. Her boyfriend, 
he seems like a nice guy. Uh, but I got the impression that he came from a wealthy family and he wasn't quite ready to tell his family that, oh, I'm dating a girl on scholarship, you know, and she doesn't come from a rich family. So maybe he felt, you know what, maybe I'll invite you for another holiday, but, you know, not this and one. Let me interrupt right there. Anyone listening to this podcast right now, if there's anyone ashamed of you because you don't come from the same society as they do or the same social economic background, we kick them to the curb. Go <laughs> ahead. Moving Ab- on. Absolutely. Now, she's going to use this opportunity to, you know, to study. And in the course of the movie, like I explained earlier, you see her at work. Uh, she works in the cafeteria. She talks to her professors. She does her labs. She she obviously she's a swimmer too, you know, cause they show her swimming. So this is a woman whose routine is very school study work, maybe a little a time for entertainment, but it's about getting her education. You know, she's obviously got a bright future ahead of her. And what I really appreciate about her is that she's the kind of person who you want as a friend, you know, she's reliable, she's dependable. And the fact that her roommate offered her a chance to use her car over the weekend shows trust. I trust Justine. I know she'll take care of my vehicle, you know, and I don't have to worry about her. And that that just goes greatly about showing how great a person she is. And what's wonderful about this film is I like how the writer made Justine innocent, but make no mistake, she's not helpless. Absolutely. The one thing you learn in this movie when she encounters the um, the cult and all the terrible things that are happening, she reacts like anyone else would out of fear. You know, you're trying to find a safe place to be. But when she's put into the corner or confronted, she looks around her and she thinks about her her, her education, and she puts these unique skills to use. I mean, kind of like uh, Liam Neeson's characters. You know, I have a particular set of skills. Her background in science. There's a, there's an important scene in the movie where she confronts one of the cultists, and she throws a white powder on her and throws a bottle of water, catching her on fire. Now chemistry students may realize oh my god she threw phosphorus on her or 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 sodium that right there i mean i'll tell you this right now what i really liked about this movie is that she macgyvered her way to safety and of course using the term macgyver is kind of funny because her boyfriend is actually played by the actor who played macgyver in the recent tv show his name is lucas till so that's kind of a kind of a strange coincidence there but that being said also the fact that she was a swimmer and a skilled swimmer maybe not on the swim team but somebody who or maybe she was on the swim team. She could hold her breath. She confronts another attacker, throws him into the pool, and she's able to drown them by holding her breath. What I really loved about Justine is that she was a fighter. She kind of reminded me of the actress in uh, Your Next, Erin, uh, I believe is her character's name, how given the circumstance, she was able to fashion weapons, defense, set up a defensive area, and fight back. And that's what was great about Justine. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, what did you think about this? Did you think that was pretty innovative of her? I think so. But if we're going to talk about some girl power um, films, I, I particularly like the uh, the Hunt. That's kind the of hunt. my favorite one. Yeah, absolutely. The Hunt was great, <laughs> and I'm glad that you and I both got to watch that movie last year, especially since it was probably right the last before the lockdowns. <laughs> yes, it was the last film we saw in the lockdowns. I mean, I'll tell you that. But yeah, what I really did enjoy about this film is that it covered a couple of genres. It wasn't just a movie about a cult. It was also an isolation horror, and it was a survival, about the survival uh, instincts of a young woman. And a slasher. Yes, it was. Yes, because they did do some terrible things to 
you know, like the security guards and to the other people there. So yeah, no, this cult, they were, they were not nice people and they, and they, they were obviously not amateurs, you know, like the Manson cult that we talked about in the previous podcast, maybe they were a little better at what they did because they've done this before. I mean, it's, it's made apparent that they've killed a number of people. Now that being said, Oh, go ahead. From, from my understanding, I feel that this was a web of connections of people that this was, kill thrills for the sake of an ideology. Okay. So I remember getting creeped out thinking, wow, this is like, this is for someone's sick entertainment. They're killing for sick entertainment as well. Yes. You know, like, oh, tag you're it. It's your turn to go and do this now. I know. And it's, it's terrifying to think how big this cult is because we're, we're given an idea that this is a cult that knows how to use technology. They have a network and they use the internet and other social media to send messages to each other and to probably recruit each other. So like when you encounter uh, the one character, um, her name was uh, Violet, who's played by Ashley Green, you know, you get the creeps from her immediately. You know, she's got the hood on, she's got the little lip rings, and I got that kind of that sleazy, you know, trailer trashy vibe. But you yeah. know, when you encounter, her, oh, she's bad news. And even though, oh, and even though Justine was uncomfortable with her, she Hey, I'm going to defuse the situation. You know what? I'll buy those glasses for her. If you just leave me alone, we don't want any problems. Justine's the kind of person, hey, let's not have any problems. Let's. What can I do to make your day better? Or how can I help you? You know, that's what I liked about her. Right. And people for, hey, just for a little side note for you guys, the villain was also the beautiful vampire and Twilight. Yeah. Actually, she, was, she was a vampire in Twilight. Yes, she is in the Twilight movies, which mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have known, but um, I do know some people. That <laughs> have, I, I do know some people that have watched it, so yes, okay. But um, yeah, and what I really, what I really thought was terrifying, you know, because the cult they wore masks and they were, you know, they they were scary, and like any situation, you got a standard. I mean, this is the standard horror movie situation, you know, the girls being chased by the bad guys. But the fact that she fights back, the way that she uses her skills, she knows the campus, she knows where to go to get stuff. You know, she runs into the kitchen, she runs into the gymnasium. This is a girl who's going to say, you know what, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to fight back. And what I loved about the ending, when you see this cult at work again, something happens to that person as he's about to go after the person. Makes you wonder, is she fighting back? Ooh, I guess, you know, we'll have to uh, stick around and find out. But it was just one of those films when I first saw it. I was like, how come the horror community doesn't really talk about this film too much? And that's because they're too busy on mainstream. A lot of them are too busy on mainstream films. Like, um, we love Nightmare on Elm Street. We love Jason. We love Friday the 13th. We love Chucky. But there are those films that get overlooked because we pay more attention to the bigger films then we miss little gems like this. You know, like what I think is so special is that how the horror community keeps growing online. We need to bring more of these films up to the surface so they're not forgotten because we keep looking toward, I, don't get me wrong, I love horror films from the 80s, from the 70s, but there was a lot of great films that happened in the mid-2000s and 2014, 2015 that we seem to forget because we're too busy looking at the past because we want the gen- the younger generation to remember those films, but at the same time, we're letting these gems get away from us. 
Yeah, basically, I've noticed that a lot of people, when it comes to horror, they want to see more Chucky. They want to see more Jason. Um, and when you in- introduce the idea of, hey, let's see some new movies, eh, they're kind of hesitant because they want more of, like, I refer to as stabby slasher man. You know, they want to, they want what they're comfortable with, which is fine. That's that's good and all. But I really appreciate when you can find a film like like this, because like you said, this is not a movie or it's not a film that most people would have heard of. And I only knew about it because it was a Thanksgiving movie that I was looking for that was, you know, Thanksgiving. And unlike, let's say, Thanksgiving, it's not a silly movie. It is a movie that could have taken, you know what, this movie could have taken place any time of the year. Could have been spring break, could have been Christmas break. It could have been just a weekend in May. But the idea is that a lonely campus, a woman by herself, away from family, away from friends, that is the perfect setting for a horror movie. Now, what you do with it, though, that's what takes skill as a writer and director and actors, actors as well, you know, because you can have a good idea. But what I liked about this movie was how it came about. It was a very good execution. And I know I will do more to let people know that, Hey, you should check this movie out. Absolutely. And that's the beauty about podcasting is bringing these films to light. This is why I love chatting with another horror nerd. Like you, we're both film nerds and oh, I'm absolutely. proud of it. And I wear absolutely. it with pride. Um, so bringing some attention to films that other people need to watch. It's like, hey, if you like it, great. We want you to like it. And if not, that's okay too. You know, I respect other people who, if pop horror is your thing, that's cool too. Um, no judgment here, but don't let the good films get away because you're too busy not opening up your eyes to other films that, overlooked absolutely that's a great sentiment and i'll tell you this lady winters i'm looking forward to this holiday season i have a whole big stack of christmas horror movies that i want to be checking out pretty soon and of course some regular christmas movies i do appreciate a christmas story and scrooge which by the way is kind of a horror movie when you think about it malt scrooge is the original Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of people seem to, it's one of my favorite stories. Something about this man who has lost his way in life, who was visited by a ghost of the past, present, and future. It Charles Dickens did a lovely job with writing that, and it's one of my favorites, and I watch it every year over and over again. I watch every every year, like different, how, how it was made differently, like from the 1920s on to the 70s, you know, it, it's just something that I fell in love with, and Scrooge will always be, a Christmas Girl will always be a part of my heart, you know. I know the Scrooge that you're probably talking about is like the comedy, the dark comedy one, but A Christmas Carol is something that's precious to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for me, the first Scrooge I ever saw was Rich Little's, you know, uh, Christmas Carol, which is goofy and silly. But it also introduced me to the other versions, including the ones by the Muppets, which I love, and uh, the more serious ones, I believe. Um, there's some there's some classic ones from the 50s and maybe in the 1930s. So I know I'll be taking a look at some of those as well. I want to tell you something. My doorway to horror all started with Disney, the darker side of Disney, and the the early, the old school Disney, and what also turned me on to A Christmas Carol was Disney. Like you had Donald Duck and all, you know. So there were some dark vibes about Disney back in the day, but it's not the Disney that we know today. And I'm not disrespecting Disney at all, but I love like you know the dark side of Disney. 
that we don't really see anymore, but that's the horror lover in me. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll talk more about holiday horror at our next podcast. But uh, for the time being, I think we've done this movie well. I think so. And let me leave you with the Thanksgiving quote for all listening this evening. What if today we were just grateful for everything? So just take an account of the things. Don't look at the things that you don't have in life. Don't feel like you miss your calling in life. Don't feel like you missed your boat in life. Just be thankful for the things that you do have. And you know what? I'm going to ask you something else. Be thankful for the trials in your life. It will make you stronger. All we want you to do, us here at Buzzard View Manor, is no matter what happens to you, keep standing. And that quote, by the way, was from Charlie Brown. Thank you for tuning in tonight. And we love you all. Good night. Good night, all.